reading in 2 Kings this week about a young man. So if you're under 20 years old, raise your hand. If you're under 20 years old in this room. We got a couple of you. Okay. This is for all of us, actually. So there's a young man named Josiah. He was king. He became king when he was eight years old. So the question is, how can you be king when you're eight years old? Well, it's a bloodline thing. And here's the deal with Josiah. His dad was not a good man at all. And then his grandpa was even a worse man. But his great-great-grandpa loved God. When Josiah, when he was 16 years old, he'd been king for eight years already, but when he was 16 years old, he looked out and he saw the temple of God. He really didn't know much about God at all. Because you've got to remember, his dad did not teach him about God. And that, his dad's dad didn't teach them about God. And his great-great-grandfather was already far long gone. But there was something inside of Josiah that wanted to know more about God. And the Bible describes Josiah as he lived a life that was right in God's eyes. How do you do that? He didn't even know who God really was. There was a temple that he, he saw all the time, but it had fallen apart. It was tattered and torn up. And he had this desire in his heart, like, I need to fix that place up. And so he starts taking the offerings, literally in the box that's right in the back of the church. It's actually in the front of the church when you walked in. And they started to fix this place up. And while they're fixing it up, they found a book. They found the book that Moses wrote, the first five books, right? And Josiah, I think it was a king thing to do. I'm sure he knew how to read. But he had his guy read it to him. You know, his, his I think it was, they called it his secretary. I don't think we use the word secretary. His office manager read it to him. And Josiah's response was repentance. He hadn't even heard this stuff before. He had a heart for God. He wanted to do what was right, but he didn't know who God was. And when he saw the book of the law and it was read out loud, it says that he actually tore his clothes. He was so, um, it bothered him that he himself wasn't living right according to the book and that his people that he was king over wasn't even close to living right. And so he said, he made these declarations, we're going to live what this book has to say. And we're going to live it, and we're going to do it. He used the law of God to shape him, to encourage him, to guide him, and then also to correct him. And as I share this morning, as we get into the Word of God, I pray that it would encourage you today. I pray that it would shape you today. I pray that it would guide you today, and I do pray that it would correct you today. I mean, it was a good thing for Josiah to be in the Word and to realize that, man, what I'm doing, the way I am leading my life, the way we are as a community, as a society, as a nation, we are not following God. 
Can we say that even right now in our world? I hope we're not saying that about ourselves. But we can say that about our nation, that we are not following God. So Josiah has this revelation, and it changed his world. It changed Israel. And so my prayer is that as we have these revelations with God, that it would change us. But I pray that it would change our communities. That we wouldn't have to move out of state. That people from other states would actually move back here. Anyways. Hey, if you're watching from at home, um, let us know you're watching by saying hi. Brandon is, he'll say hi back. And um, that way we know you're watching. We can pray for you. We can encourage you as well. Um, I know some of you watch, but you don't say anything. You don't even do the thumbs up. But give us a like. Um, And that's not for us, but that's so we can pray for you. So we know you're out there. We know you're out there. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. We're in the Beatitudes. Eight promises of God. If you, I mean, I love the Word, in the Word all the time. But I also love to read and hear um, other people's perspective about the Word of God. Matthew chapter 5. And so um, if you want to hear other perspective about the Beatitudes, some random guy here just put cards up in our, I don't know, he just showed up, stuck him in here. He's been here like 20 years. We can't get rid of him. So Dana Buck, um, he's written stories. How many stories have you written right now, Dana? Uh, 80 episodes out on the web, and I've written almost 150. Okay. So if you want to check out the podcast about the different stories that Dana's written, um, but he has eight, all the... Beatitudes are there. Check it out. They're, they're awesome. Anybody? Yeah. There is a book out, right, too. Yeah, you can go on Amazon. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read the Beatitudes this morning. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We're starting in verse 3. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad Because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I was telling pre-service prayer. By the way, if you want to come early to church, we don't have Sunday school here at our church. I grew up going to a church where we had Sunday school. Even adults had Sunday school. You showed up an hour and a half before service, and you had an hour of Sunday school, and then there's a half an hour break. Then you had church. We have a short version of that. We have a 10-minute prayer and worship time before church at 925. You're welcome to come and hang out. Um, And then you get the fresh coffee because Pat and Patty have already usually have it done by then. Usually. We're going to get a little personal this morning. Hope that's okay. I guess I want to get personal and uh, let you in on some of my stuff. And... um, but I pray that as we, 
as we open up the word that he does shape us this morning. And he does encourage us through it. That he does use it to guide us and I pray that it really does correct us. If we need correcting. And we know that when God corrects us, he does it because he loves us, right? You guys know that. Hope you know that. He's not an angry God. But he's a God who loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice for us. So like I said, we're going to get a little personal this morning. I want to share with you some of my favorite verses. Some of my, I would call life verses. So when I say life verses, does that spark something in you? Do you have a life verse or verses that, that stand out to you? So think of that because we might share those. I'm looking at the clock. We'll probably share those. We'll most definitely share those this morning. Okay, Matthew chapter 5 is where we're at, but we're going to jump back all the way to the very beginning. Well, I was going to share this verse too, because this is one, I, I'll just say this is one of my verses. It is. Psalm 119 is the longest book in the Bible. But your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So when I feel lost, as a believer in Christ, when I'm really feeling lost, the reason why I feel lost, because I've been found, it's because I've strayed from his book. His word is a lamp to my feet. We went walking the other day, and it was a rough trail. And at one point, Heather said, isn't it beautiful here? And I was like, I have no idea because I'm only looking like four, three feet in front of me so I don't fall on my face. Um, and then you stop and look up, oh, yeah, it is beautiful here. But sometimes that's the way it is with, with when we're walking with God is we just, we need to know that there's a path here. And so his word is a lamp so we can see. And it's even a light so it's down even a little bit further so we can see what's ahead of us and so we know which way to go. That's his word to us. So when we're feeling lost and a little scattered and really not sure what we're supposed to be doing, we've got to get back into the word of God. you just got to do it. Now, I put this, this is, believe it or not, this is one of my life verses. Genesis 1.1. And I figured some of you would laugh at me, but it's real for me. Because in the beginning, God did create the heavens and the earth. And when I'm walking through what I walk through and and when I have doubts and when I have struggles, I have to remember that, God, you were here even before the beginning. And God, you created all of this. You created all of this. And you invite me to be part of it. It is one of my life verses. I've always said if I was, this is a tough one, but if I was stuck somewhere, and I did not have a Bible, and I had to choose a passage of Scripture to hang on to. This is a tough one, but it, it would probably be one of, one of the many that I'm going to share this morning. It probably be one this one, Psalm 23. So turn to Psalm 23. We're going to read it about midway through your Bible. If you have a church Bible, it's page 473. It's important that we're in the Word of God, that we read it. Even if it's large print, we read it. <laughs> and maybe for some of us, it's hard. It's hard to read nowadays. But there are great uh, audible versions of the Bible that you can read or hear. 
Josiah had it read to him, so there's nothing wrong with that. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters and refreshes my soul. Anybody need their soul refreshed? God, for those, I just want to stop. For God, for those who raise their hands or hearts were stirred by that comment. God, you refresh souls today. That you would lead beside quiet waters. He guides me along paths, right paths, for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they come from me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know how hard it is for a pastor just to read that and not say anything? It's really hard, but we're going to move on. Psalm 23. It's a life changer. Psalm 46. Turn to Psalm 46, a few pages over to your right. One of the hardest times of my life ever. I remember being in a hospital room and and Pastor Richard came. Well, Pastor Rick, we called him Pastor Rick at the time. He got his doctorate and then changed it to Pastor Richard. And um, so, and I don't know personally if this is just something that when you're in a hospital room, this is the pastor's guide to ministry and you just always read Psalm 46. I don't know. In that time in my life, I don't remember ever, I just didn't remember these passages. And for me, in that moment, it was literally like God had showed up in the room. I could feel his presence. And it was like when Pastor Richard was reading these verses, it was like God was speaking directly to my heart. I don't know if I could read it. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Describing just a chaotic scene here. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her and she will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know. In the midst of the craziest things that you will face as a human being, be still and know that he is God. He was there in the beginning. He is with you right now. He is already there tomorrow. I've shared this one recently, but I'm going to share it again because I'm talking about life verses. Psalm 139, 
was a life changer for me when I was a teenager. The whole thing, even when David goes off in his humanity and starts telling God to destroy everybody that doesn't follow him. But I'm just, I just picked a couple for this morning. Psalm 139, verse 5, You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. He surrounds us. You may think you're surrounded. <laughs> Ashley, great list. It's like we actually talked before today. Um, we may feel like we're surrounded, but we, and we are. We're surrounded by him because he hems us in behind and before, and he has his hand upon us. Verse 13 says, you created my inmost being, and you knit me together. If we struggle with who we are and our identity and what's going on in the world, and I'm a little confused, we look back to God and say, God, you are the one who created me. I'm not going to define myself because you created me. You're the one who knit me together and made me. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I pray that for you. I struggled with that because I didn't really know who I was as a teenager. But when I knew that God knew who I was, I was okay with that. So God, you made me. So I praise you because I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I mean, tell yourself you're wonderful this morning. When's the last time you did that? It feels kind of weird, right? But it's scriptural. I am wonderfully made. I can say that and not be bragging. I mean, I guess I could. Hey, people, look at me. I'm wonderful. Okay? You walk into a party and you just say, Mr. Wonderful's here. That would be different, right? That's not what I am wonderfully made. That means God has made me and he knows me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And David writes this right after he had kind of gone off onto this whole thing like, God, everyone who doesn't follow you, just destroy them. Have you ever prayed that prayer? God, if they don't follow you, just take them out. I know a pastor that prays that prayer, and I was like, whoa, that's a serious prayer. But then after David has that moment, he's, he stops and he finishes the way he starts. And it says, search me, O God. God, know me. What are some of your favorite verses, your life verses that you lean on, that you hang on to? Anybody? Yes, Andrea. So for those of you watching from home, Joshua 1.9, you can look it up. Anybody else in this room, that's their favorite verse? I know there's a couple of you. Yeah, that's why I asked it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Rick. 2 Timothy 1.7. I'm saying that for those of you at home. Take notes. Look them up. Yes. So good. Yeah, Toby. I'll just say this real quick, church. You should have more than one life verse. I mean, it's a book. It's not a pamphlet. It's a book. Okay. Yes, Toby. Philippians 4.13. Yes. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah, Dana Buck. Romans 
Yeah. Yes, Terry. Okay. Okay. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Yeah. And then it was, it was uh, Romans 8, 28 was the one before that. We'll do a couple more. We'll do Anna, because that way I can come to the office okay on Tuesday and not be in trouble. So I'm just joking, Anna. You guys all know Anna runs the church here, right? Okay. Just letting you know. Now, now, I'm, now I'm really in trouble. <laughs> Psalm 139, just read the whole thing. Clint, I saw you raise your hand. Yeah, so good. Romans 10, 9, and 10. Yeah, and you've done that. Amen. I hope you've all done that. That you've believed in your heart and you've confessed with your mouth. And so, so we can all be saved. Don't just think you're saved. Just, Billy Graham used to say, just because you stand in a garage doesn't make you a car. Billy Graham said that. Just because you think you're a Christian doesn't make you a believer in Christ. You've got to confess it, and you've got to live it, right? So good. A couple more, a couple more, a couple more. We've got, oh, wow, a whole bunch more. Okay, we can always do the next verse next week. We can push it off a week. Sydney. Ooh. Psalm 16:11. Look that up. If you didn't hear her, please look that up. Miranda. Okay, well, I'll get to you. We're going to do all of them this morning. <laughs> Who cares about notes? Who cares about this? Okay, really, seriously. Okay. Uh, Psalm 31, 2. Okay. Hey, Ken, I'm going to need that microphone. We're... Okay. For those of you watching from home, I apologize that these verses haven't been read out loud to you, but from here on out, we're going to have them said in the microphone, and then all of a sudden, nobody wants to say a verse. Because <laughs> now you're live, and it's not Memorex, okay? All right, so Jan. Mine is James 4.8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's my go-to help prayer. <laughs> James 4.8. Draw near to God, and I will draw near to you. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Hmm. I'm making sure my family's covered. You're, you're next, Bernice. Okay. I love the uh, John 3.16 where, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have every eternal life. That's good. Yeah, one, two. Uh, Matthew 19, lo, I will be with you always, or always I will be with you. Hmm. That's good. This is Hebrews 11, 6. 
For without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm not mm. used to talking into these. I know. <laughs> um, for he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it that some of you aren't even looking at your Bibles, and you just know these verses. So good. Anybody over here? Jacob, you had one. Yes, you did. I saw you raise your hand. Don't tell me you didn't. Uh, Psalm 16, 8. I keep my eyes on the Lord always. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Mm. That's awesome. Okay, I'm working my way. I'm working my way. I'm working my way back to you. I'm not going to call you babe. Sorry. There you go, Cheryl. Okay, uh, this, this is one of many, but Psalm 50, 23. He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me and prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Mm. Jeremiah 1, uh, 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's good. <laughs> John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Yeah, so many. Um, back to Joshua chapter 1. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. The older I get, once I got start forward momentum, I can't, can't stop. I got. This is the one that I go to when I need help, too. And it's let, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, give th with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Okay. And where's the address to that okay. verse? Philippians 4. You guys say that into the mic. Oh, that's Philippians 4, 6. Perfect. Okay. I'm getting you guys used to holding this thing. Okay. Uh, mine is uh, Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Okay. This is one I have to be reminded of. This is Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Hmm. I'm not going to say amen to that, but. Especially when I'm driving. <laughs> okay. This is a scripture I had when I taught at Tom High School. I had a poster to influence the kids. They'd have to walk by and see it. It was a picture of uh, all the achievements that mankind had made, especially Americans. And um, there was a pastor whose eyes were down. You could tell his eyes were closed. And he was praying. And then the scripture was right there. This was a day where you could probably put these things in your classroom. So you had a poster in Tahoma High School with the scripture verse on it. Right. Very nice. Yeah. And it was uh, in Chronic Second Chronicles. It's probably one of my favorites because I got to read it a lot. It was there for about 20 years before mm -hmm. it got tore down. Mm -hmm. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Enough said. 
National Day of Prayer is this Thursday. And the passages that we've read today will change our nation if we start living it. Not if they start living it. If we start living it. God says that if my people, not if the people across the street, but God says if my people will humble themselves and do what? And to pray. Then God's faithfulness will hear and then he'll do something about it. Josiah heard for the first time the word of God. And it wrecked him because he realized what he was doing wasn't right. He realized what his nation that he was in charge of was what they were doing wasn't right, not even close. And so he changed direction. And another word we would use that for that in church is he repented and he got things right. This is the verse for next week. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So many times as we read through the Old Testament, when God was going to do something really big, he would give them a heads up. And he would say, go prepare yourself, because I'm going to do something really big. And so my encouragement to you, church, is this week, go prepare yourself. Because I believe that God is going to do something really big. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's stand. Lord, thank you for your word this morning. We just want to take this moment, God, that this, you lead us beside quiet waters, that this would be a quiet water time, just right now. Church, I invite you, and if there's something going on in your world, it's like chaotic, it's, <laughs> don't even have words for it. I invite you to come forward this morning and to be still and know that he is your God, that he's made you, and that you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. I don't want you to hesitate. Just come. And have an honest, real, not a religious conversation with God. He doesn't care about religion. What he cares about is your heart and where you are at with him. That's what he cares about. An honest, real, heartfelt, from the heart conversation with God. And Jesus, right now, I ask that you would take away any distraction. I pray that the walls of pride would fall to the ground.
and that we would humble ourselves before you. And we would come before you and pray that we would get things right, that we would prepare ourselves for your move, for what you're going to do, that you would start with us in this room. God, that you would start with us wherever we're watching, whatever community you have placed us in, whether it's in this state or whatever state or whatever country, God, that you would start with us, even if it's one you would start, God. So again, I want to say, I invite you to come this morning. Come forward and just make a move towards him. It's not a religious thing. I do believe God meets us exactly where we're at, but I also believe that there's times where we need to move. Just out of obedience, just to say, God, I'm, I'm pursuing you. I'm chasing after you. Just in the spirit of prayer as people are praying. I, if you haven't come forward, that's totally fine. Can you begin to prepare yourself for even this Thursday, a day where we as believers in Christ are setting aside to pray for this nation? And that we would take the cue from the scripture that was read that we would humble ourselves and so healing can come personal healing, but also healing for our nation, spiritual healing to happen, that things would be made right again. Father God, that you would strengthen our hearts. That you would renew faith. That we would stop trying to find joy from other places, but to realize that our true joy is found in you. And that joy found in you would be the strength that would help us to walk every single day. And Lord, I pray that we'd be like Josiah, who the word says he didn't deviate. He didn't move to the left or to the right, but he followed you directly. He had a relationship with you, and he trusted you. He relied on you. He put his hope in you. And you honored him for that. So Lord, we 
as your children, we rely on you. We put our hope in you. And God, we trust you. Even if the earth gives way and falls into the depths of the sea, there is a river, a living water river that flows from your throne that you invite us to be next to and even in. Restore souls this morning, God. God, for those this morning who are in the midst of the battle and it's all around them, there's no break. God, that right now you would set up a table in the presence of their enemies and you would meet with them. Face-to-face meeting with you, their enemies would be stunned and shocked to see you in the midst of the battle that you are stopping to spend time with your God. Because you are our strength, Lord. You fight our battles. You are our defender. Help us to not forget the word of God that has been spoken today over us. Didn't expect that today, Lord. So grateful for it. So grateful for it. Give us many more favorite verses, many more verses that speak to our hearts, that will shape us, that will encourage us, that will guide us and even correct us, God. Bring more and more of your word to speak. National Day of Prayer, and I'm thinking through the centuries of those who have fought for our freedom, who have laid down their lives, physical lives, but the Lord has laid down his life for our freedom. And I just want to extend an an invitation. Thursday at noon, I will be here. The church will be open. If you can come for a few minutes, if you can come for the the entire time until we're in worship that night. Pop in, pop out, come and stay the whole time. But let's call for this to be a day of, of fasting, whatever you can fast, and prayer. And whatever God puts on your heart, bring it. And we will agree together that God is the God who will still save our nation, save our children, save our families. Hallelujah. From noon until the end of prayer and worship. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Jan. It's awesome. She will be here. All right. Hey, be in the Word this week. If you're encouraged, like, wow, that was a different service. Get used to different. Okay. All right. Amen. God bless you.